Blog Talk Radio. Today, Diva's Luncheon and Literature, Eat and Greet, March 4th, 2017, at Atlanta Airport, Marriott Gateway, from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. For sponsorship opportunities, contact writingroyaltypromotions at gmail.com. Save your seat at the Writers Pro Workshop with Rashonda Tate Billingsley and Victoria Christopher Murray, March 5, 2017, at Atlanta Airport, Marriott Gateway, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Seats are limited. For sponsorship opportunities, contact writingworldspromotions at gmail.com. Yes. Hey, 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 what's happening, y'all? It's Let's Chat. I'm Miss Leisha. You know I got my right-hand girl, the fabulous Miss Tony. Hey, T. Hey, Leisha girl, how you doing? Welcome, everybody, to Let's Chat. It is another day in the chat room. Absolutely, absolutely. We are so excited. And that last commercial that we had, the Writers Pro Workshop has been changed. It's still the same day, same location, but it's from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. Both events are on Eventbrite, so make sure you get your tickets today. Absolutely. That's going to be a great weekend, actually, a whole weekend. So while you're on there looking for that, make sure you check out the Saturday event as well. We have some fabulous authors that Lisa's going to be having, so check those out as well when you're on eventbrite.com. Absolutely. And if you want to be featured or promoted on our Hardcore Readers and Reviewers blog, just in your request to writingroyaltypromotions at gmail.com, we have blog spots that run as low as $10. Um, 
Make sure you check out my page. You can like and follow the link for our blog spot as well. And if you would like to be a guest on Let's Chat or you would like to sponsor your your sponsor our show, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Yes, we have actually have two package levels with our sponsorship. We have an individual package as well as a company package. So whichever package fits your needs, just send that email to the email address Lisa just gave us. <laughs> she always gets it. She always gets it. But I want to thank everybody for always supporting Let's Chat. You know, we always try to celebrate literature the royal way. Um, by building love and respect and honor for arts and literature just by having one show at a time. We can't, you know, do every day of the week, but when we do, we want to make sure that we're bringing something special. So we appreciate Mm -hmm. you guys for joining us, whether it's Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday night from 7 to 9, whichever day that you join us, we appreciate you. You can also catch our archives here on blogtalk.com or on iTunes as well. Absolutely. You know, we do try to bring quality shows and fun shows. You know, you never know what you're going to get when you tune into Let's Chat with me and Lisa, but you can guarantee it's going to be a quality show and it's going to be a fun show. And I think our guests, as well as you and I, we have so much fun when we enter the chat room. We never know what's going to come out of our mouth. <laughs> I know, I know, and this is why we do what we do, and it was, it's so funny, because someone called me earlier, and I was, they were telling me about what they were doing, I was like, oh, cool, that sounds real dope, you should come on the show, and I was, you know, mm-hmm. telling them about the show, and I'm like, this is why we do what we do, we have a free platform, and we just want to be able to promote and and support people. A lot of times mm-hmm. people don't have word of mouth, especially if they're new to their industry or if they're first-time authors. They don't have that word of mouth. That really comes from interaction on and off social media. So when you mm-hmm. don't have that, your, your personality becomes your vehicle to get you where you want to go until word of mouth catches on. So we, right. that's what we do here. We allow people to... Um, let their their personality stand out on our show. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. talk about their work. They talk about themselves. They talk about their books, whatever they're into. And our listeners really, really enjoy the, some of the, a lot of the guests that we've had. We've, we've done music by independent artists. We've had books by all kinds of authors. We also try to educate. We've had literary agents on. We've had publishers on. I mean, name it, we have had it. Uh, We have a hot show this year. We're getting um, a lot of great guests. Next Wednesday, we're going to have an awesome guest. That's going to be a very hot show. We're going to have Felicia Hamilton, Sharif Jadon, and Blue Kimball. Blue Kimball Mm -hmm. is an actor on The Quad, which is a new BET show that started in January. So if you guys have not seen The Quad, make sure you tune in tonight at 10. We will have Blue Kimball in the building next week. I'm so excited. And tomorrow, you know, tomorrow is our uh, Thursday night edition, and we're going to have the Team Breeze takeover. I 
Ferner and his whole team is going to be in the club, in the chat room, as well as author Tiffany Warren. Mm, that should be a great show. I'm looking forward to it. You know, anytime Ike comes yes. into the chat room, he just comes in here and mixes things up. But we love when he joins us. And he's going to bring his awesome team so you can get to meet the BMT team. So make sure you tune in tomorrow yes. starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Absolutely, and you know Friday because Valentine's Day is coming up, so Friday is our grown and sexy day. So if you ain't grown and you ain't over 18, do not tune in because it is going down. It's going to be the men versus the women. We got Hakeem Stokes, uh, Cotton Campbell, and Justin Q. Young. They're all going to be in here kicking with us in the chat room, so I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Me too. And you know, when Dimples, we call Justin Q. Dimples, he come on here, he just acts all up, but that's why we love him. <laughs> I know, he does. He acts all the way up. So, you know, if you missed our uh, show last week, we had uh, Quentin on here, Quentin Morgan, and it was an awesome show. We had great conversation. Make sure you all check out the archives. We're going to take a brief break, and we will be right back. Okay. Riding around in this Got a big payday. Want to relax and take a vacation. First class, not stop out the Houston. Touchdown in the IAH. Hot sun beaming on my chain. Riding bucking, I'm gripping that grain. Courtside seats, Houston, Toyota Center. Homie, we at the Rockets range. Shorty jumped in, said that she want to ride. Guaranteed later on, we was going to slide. And we needed some real good loud. So we jumped on the highway and slid through the sunny side. And them H-Town hustlers get mowed. All the way from the third to the fifth bowl. She thinks of the ballerina. We at the Galleria. That's where the broad or the chips go. Hit the Willow Brook Mall, cop a lot of clothes. Coconut shrimp at Papa Do's. It ain't a party in the city I ain't been to. Remember? When them niggas was shooting up in the venue A lot of this game is how I get them Buy cases up in club rhythms Everything's so big in Texas 32 is two doors, coupe on the Lexus And my jury game so impressive Yours look like it's on recession All black men's funeral procession I love H-Town and it ain't no question Top a crib and it's over, man I'm hot like a stolen band I heard they got them bricks for the loan Trying to do a little flip like Cloverland Cup is getting low, 
Yes, my pony sweet. This pony sweetly acts up <laughs> with sweetness. Her acting up got honey all on it, but she just be acting up. I have a question oh, for Lisa, real quick. Um, one yeah. of your shows, you said you don't eat cereal. I was wondering why. Why you stop eating cereal? Carbs. So this is my thing. I've oh, okay. I've lost um thirty pounds since March of last okay. year. Mhm. So, but what I noticed was, you know, everything is a trigger, especially when you're losing weight. And I noticed that mm-hmm. bread is my trigger, and bread makes me want candy. It makes me crave sugar. So mm-hmm. I cut out bread and I cut out cereal. So that way it made okay, it easier for me. Yeah, it made it easier for me to um, not crave it as much. And it works because I don't get that craving for I get it sometimes. You know women, when it's at time, uh-huh. you, you get that little, you know, you got to have that something. But uh-huh. outside of that, yes. I don't do too much candy. You know, I don't even do ice cream as much as I used to. I used to, I used to have to have a popsicle. So by cutting out bread and cereal, it just kind of helps me reduce um, the sugar. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay. I was yes, wondering I because you know. I, I mm-hmm. enjoy cereal. Mm-hmm. I, I know you're not trying um, to lose weight, girl. You, you and raisin bran, though. You look, you look good. You don't need to be trying to lose weight, gifts. <laughs> oh no, I'm not trying to lose weight, but I'm just saying. I was, I was really curious. I'm like, is cereal bad for you? Like, I was just wondering why mm-hmm. you said that. Uh huh. Well, you know, you know, everything you got a, a, you know, trigger. Everything is a trigger. Even like when you have, um, headaches. And when things go wrong in your body and you go to the doctor and you're like, well, I just don't feel it. doctor like, ain't nothing wrong with you. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that you're eating. Like, you know, it could be red dye. Red mm-hmm. red dye gives a lot of people headaches. So it could be the ingredients mm-hmm. of some of the food that you're eating that's triggering some of the other things. So, mm-hmm. yes, ma'am. That's true. Okay. Let me finish listening, y'all, okay? So I can, because I'm in a okay. car, oh, okay. I can turn the music and stuff up a little bit. I just don't want y'all to hear it, you know? Okay, okay. awesome again. No, 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 see the driver talking drugs. Look, she said, you don't want to hear my music and you're a mock. No, but I'm listening. <laughs> okay, I appreciate you, you guys. <laughs> All, All right. right. I'm listening, though. We love Gibbs here on Let's Chat. She always supports us whenever she can, and we appreciate Mm -hmm. that. We're going to take a brief break, and we're going to come back with the fabulous Ebony Archer. Okay. We're going to play one of her songs to bring her on in here. Okay. I was listening to some of her music, T, and I think you will really, really like it. All right, let's hit it. I'm trying to see where it went. We always have music in here. Um, I'm going to re-play uh, You Gotta Believe in Me. That's one of her okay. songs that was sent over. <laughs>
like a battlefield and it sees you can't win. excited to be on the show so thank you for having me we appreciate you taking time out to come and kick it with us now we want to get to know ebony the person behind the voice tell everybody where you're from and just a little bit about yourself and your um music musical journey cool cool well once again uh thank you for having me on the show um i'm ebony archer Uh, i'm from chicago born and raised here in chicago um, been singing since forever. Um, I started singing at the age of four. Um, I started in my church. I'm singing the church choir, the youth choir, um, and ever since then, my pastor heard me sing, and he started me singing at programs at my church. He started hearing me, and then I started singing at other people's churches, and it just kept going from there. Um, and then when I was around seven or eight years old, I joined uh, Walt Whitman, the Soul Church Chicago, and just through them. Um, and I experienced so much, seen so much, and learned so much, not just about performing, not just about singing, but but about the music industry, period. Um, through the Soul Children, um, I share stages uh, with such names such as R. Kelly, Lana Adams, Nick Carter, Celine Dion, Mary Mary, Don McClurkin, like the list goes on and on and on. Um, and then when I got older, when I was around 17, 18 years old, I decided to... Uh, start my own um, independent uh, solo career. And so I started there, um, had some ups and downs with it. Uh, I learned the business. 
a little bit more on the business side, just not on the artist side. And so when I was uh, 20, um, I started uh, my own entertainment company, Inspired by Purpose, and um, now I'm releasing my own music through my own company. And I've been doing it ever since. And now um, I just dropped the single, which you just heard, God Believe in Me, um, and I'm trying to really empower, motivate, and inspire, you know, people all over the world that no matter what you're going on in life, no matter what might happen, as long as you believe in yourself, you can do an achievement. Wow. Awesome. Awesome testimony you have. And this is Tony. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. But when I was listening, I thought I heard a little church flavor up in there, and you just uh, confirmed what I thought I heard. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was born and raised, born and raised church. And, you know, everybody, if you listen to every major star, most of them, a lot of them have got their beginners in church. You know, you can't deny that. Church is a great okay. platform to get started. Um, you get over your little jitters and everything. So yeah, definitely start in church. Mm-hmm. That's true, and you know the church folks they'll let you know whether you should be up there or not. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now this is Lisa because you do a lot and you sound so young. If you don't yeah. mind me asking, how old are you? I'll be 25 next Saturday. Girl, stop. Yeah. What? That's awesome. A lot you've accomplished. You got a song out. You're putting out your own. You got an independent label. You're putting out your own independent music. You have an entertainment company. I mean, and you are only 25. That is so awesome. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Now, who was the biggest support supporter in your journey um, that you have had? Um, of course, my parents. Um, I thank God for my mom and dad. Um, they supported me, and just being with me, you know, being with me from the ups and downs. If anyone knows anything about this industry, especially the music industry, it comes with a lot of ups. And it comes with a lot of downs. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just think I'm doing. Um mm-hmm. and then, you know, people like Walt and you know, so many men so many names, but just kinda of showed me the ins and outs of business. And what they taught me is that you don't know you can't not only should you know the business, but you have to learn how to outsmart it. And so they, they really just showed me and taught me just how to be successful, um, in my own journey and his music. And so I mean I just had a lot of support. Along the way, of course, my parents, you know, my intermediate family, um, I have great friends as well. Um, and I think that's very important, um, especially in music, to have people that support you and believe in you um, to help mm-hmm. you, you know, take you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Ebony, this is Tony. You said at the age of 20 you started your own independent company. Now, was mm-hmm. there something that you saw in the industry that you weren't really uh, satisfied with or you felt was missing that um, geared you towards, steered you towards starting your own company? Well, you know, I always want to be a boss. Don't we all, Yeah. I mean, literally, I just want to be a boss because, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, men run everything in the industry. It's 90% male-dominant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see mm-hmm. females, we're 
promoted. You know, we're not giving a, a great image when it comes to the industry. You know, we're we're considered as I don't know. It's it's not a lot of female power, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want nobody telling me what I should wear, how I should look. You know, me showing off my body, me what to sing. Like, I didn't want that. You know, I wanted to create my own image. I wanted to be me. I wanted to be true and unique. And so in order for me to do that, um, mm-hmm. me sign to a major level and let them control me, first I wanted my own, I want all the money. <laughs> and I wanted to control. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to put out an image that's more positive than what we see mm-hmm. now. And so that's really just mm-hmm. what made me and just encouraged me just to, some wrong label, I say, hey, I got a message. If the labels don't want want me to put it out, I'll put it out myself. So that was just right. my whole thought process behind that. Wow. Now, what has been the three most most um, difficult growing pains since you've started your independent company? Um. Well, when you, when you start any business, it's funny. I mean, it's it's really a, a faith walk. Um, being an independent artist, you don't have a major label, label budget. So, I mean, you got to fund everything from the studio to the artwork to the promotions to the marketing. So it's just really a faith walk and in, in, in just, you know, uh, being able to produce uh, mm-hmm. what you want on the same level as the major label. Second, it's really you got you to gotta ask God for discernment because the industry can also be dark. And you just have to be really careful who you attach your name to in the industry um, because not everybody that said they can do something for you will do it or will keep to the word. And then also because I'm a young um, black female, it's harder for me. You know, I have to earn my respect. You know, mm-hmm. I have to um, know what I'm talking about. Even if I don't know what I'm talking about, I pretend like I do. So nobody would know mm-hmm. if I don't know what I'm talking about. But it's just... <laughs> <laughs> and make it till you make it, girl. <laughs> yeah, fake it till you make it. Yeah, I'll be faking it till I make it. But you know, I just have to earn my respect, just because when people, when you're a female um, and you're black, um, that's two things. But when you're young at it, people think they can. You know, you're naive. So I definitely had to work harder to earn right. my respect. You know. Yeah. Mm, okay. That's definitely true. Absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. across the, you mentioned that you had a lot of people that gave you support. Um, some people gave you, you know, advice on how to work um, in the industry. If you could think of two good pieces of advice that have stuck with you along the way, um, what would you say those things were? Um, faith, hard work, consistency. Those are three things that you need in this industry. You got to believe. I mean, you know, you got to have faith because a lot of times it gets so hard you want to give up. You got to believe in what you're doing, believe in your product, believe in your music, believe in your brand, believe what you stand for in order to really, really have that momentum to keep going. Two, you got to work hard. You can be lazy. I think the Internet has made so many people lazy. Like, you need the social media, but people don't want to go on the streets no more. You don't want to shake your hand and say, here's my CD. You don't want to, you know, perform and just really just, you know, get on the grind like it was 20 years ago before the Internet. you gotta, you got to work hard. you got to constantly be in people's faces. And that brings me to my third thing, consistency. you got to be consistent. You know, you can't promote every blue moon and set people, thousands of fans to follow you. you got to be consistent and putting yourself out there, being people's faces and people knowing who you are. So, those three things are all the advice people have told me. 
I I just sum it up in those three words: faith, hard work, and I definitely agree with that. And I have one more good question for you. Um, mm-hmm. Well, two actually. Do you write your own music as well? Yeah, I do. I write all my music. Wow. And where does the inspiration come from when you're writing? When you're sitting down to write those those jams? Because that's a jam. Like I put that on my phone so I can play that in my car. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but you know, um, it, it is you know how I write is a different way. For example, gotta believe in me. I was in church, and the kids were singing. They were singing the song. And I kid you not, while I was sitting right there, God just dropped that whole song right, right in my spirit, literally. And um, it shocked me so. It's like I, I was on, I had to get out my phone with my notepad and just start typing it, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes when God mm-hmm. gives you something, you have to make sure you get there right there and there. So God believes me, actually, God has dropped that. I always say that God was the author. He just not going to be the vessel to put it out. Like, literally, mm-hmm. that's how it happened. Um, but things inspire me. I think life, what I go through in life, what I experience, um, all my music, it, it reflects on what I experience, what I know, what I've been through. And then other things might inspire me, like what's going on now in the world or what I see in my community um, and just in life in general. Um, so those things that I experience inspire me to write the songs that I write. Mm. Absolutely. So we were sitting here a year from now, and we were having an interview in 2018 about the things that you accomplished in 2017. What are some of the things we'll be talking about? Um, um, my goal is uh, that I have hits, two hits at least by that time, um, on the charts. Um, and my goal this year is to actually be either nominated for a Grammy or a Stella Award. Um, so those are my goals within a year um, to either be nominated for either of those and have some songs on charting, and um, you know, and just continue building momentum from there and to continue to grow my business uh, from there as well. So. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It really is. Now, this is Tony Ebony. Now, when you're not writing or singing those wonderful lyrics of yours, what is a typical day off for you? What do you do in your your fun time? I like to have fun, so I like to try new things. Uh, I like to shop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> right. I love to shop. I love to shop. I love, to. <laughs> love to shop. I love to have fun. I love to try new things. Um, uh, whereas bowling, um, just hanging out, like typical you know, typical things. I just love to have fun and enjoy life. I think sometimes we work so hard, they wanna take the time to enjoy. So I just love doing different things and trying out different things too. So whatever I think is fun or if I think something's interesting, um, I'll go out and do it. Just hang you know, have fun with family, friends and everything like that. Because mm-hmm. you know when you're a boss, you can do those things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bosses can do whatever they want when they get ready. Ain't nothing wrong with being a boss. I'm a boss and I enjoy it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that is so true. I just have one more before we wrap up in the chat room. Um, this is Tony Ebony. Is there one memorable experience in your singing career? Because you have such an illustrious journey thus far, and you're only 25. But if you had one to pick out that's most memorable memorable to you, what would it be? I would say, oh, man, so many. I would say 
I think when I was in the Gold Children, and uh, my first time sharing a stage with celebrity. I mean, you know, when you're a kid and you're smaller and you get to experience those things and, you know, able to shake their hands and be able to experience what it means to be a singer and to experience what you want to do for the rest of your life, um, it was just so monumental for me. So I remember the Soul Children, um, we were singing for the Ronald McDonald Charity Awards, and mm-hmm. Yolanda Adams, this is one of my favorite gospel singers, she was backstage, and I know I was pushing through. I was pushing through everybody. Let me tell you, just to get to her, I was. You know, people say, "What's wrong with you?" I just had to get to her, and you know, she gave me a hug, and she said, "You know, keep on going, stay motivated." She signed the autograph, and I promise you, she shook my hand, and I promise you, I didn't want to wash my hand for that whole week. I just like, oh my god, she touched my hand. <laughs> she touched it. Wow. Oh my god, but. Wow. That moment, just really just, oh, my God, I'll never forget it because I was just uh-huh. so excited. But that's a memorable moment because I know, like, man, I looked at her. That's what I want to do when I grow up is just be like her and sing just like her. So I'll say that's one of the favorite, you know, memorable moments of my, my journey. That's pretty memorable. It's a memorable moment here in the chat room as well. <laughs> we thank you for sharing <laughs> that with us. No problem. <laughs> Absolutely. No problem. As you leave out the chat room, we're going to play another song of yours, Get Back Up. Tell us a little background about that song before you introduce it. Yeah, Get Back Up is just basically what it is, Get Back Up. Um, you know, when I was writing that song, I was going through some things in my life um, that I wasn't expecting. Um, things weren't going the way I wanted to, and I felt like I kept falling. But I had to remind myself, no matter how many times you fall, even when we feel down, we can still get back up no matter what. And so that's the name of the song, Get Back Up. Um, it's, this song is coming off of my upcoming CD that's dropping this this spring uh, called The Belief Evolution. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Right. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Shout out all of your social media, social media handles and any events that you have coming up because you have an event coming up. Yeah, I do, I do. So um, first, everybody, you can like my fan page at facebook.com slash Archer 2 You can check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Archer. Um, check out my music on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Archer. You can also follow me on Twitter at Archer 2 and also Instagram, ebony underscore archer. Uh, yeah, I have my birthday concert here in Chicago um, next Saturday, so I'm be celebrating my 25th. And then also um, it's a fundraiser for my tour um, that I am I'm going on, the Belief Evolution Tour, on this summer starting in July. So I'm super stoked about that. But be having my birthday concert next Saturday, February 18th in Chicago uh, at uh, Refuge Live. So I'm very stoked about that. And um, I'm stoked about turning 25, so it's a big day. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good well, number. That's birthday. a good number. Yes, Absolutely. it is. Happy birthday from the ladies of Let's Chat. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is Get Back Up by the fabulous Ebony Archer.
are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. That was fabulous music that was provided to us by the fantastic. I don't know what else to call her. I love her energy. She's only 25. She's making music like this. Ebony Archer, we appreciate you coming on the chat room and kicking it with us and sharing your world with us. This has just been an awesome experience. If you missed her interview, no worries. Just go back and check out our archives here at blogtalk.com or on iTunes. Now we got the next guest, which I love this fella right here, author, radio host. He has a magazine. He is the uh, actually one of the sponsors for my Eat and Greet in Atlanta, which will be March 4th, um, 2017. Awesome, awesome guy. We appreciate every time he comes on here. Carrie Singleton. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey Carrie. what's going on? What's going on? How are you? Carrie, welcome to that chat again, buddy. Right. What's going on? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm sitting here with my green tea, the, the official stuff now. Not the tea bags, the the green tea you got to strain. I'm sitting here with my green oh. tea, um, sipping it, getting ready for this this blizzard to hit New York City tomorrow. But it's all good because I'll be in Atlanta with you guys next month. Yes, Absolutely. I know. I'm sitting back so waiting for the snow myself. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to get down to Hotlanta with you guys on March 4th uh, for the Eat and Greet. I can't wait to network with the other authors and all the other great people that are going to be coming out. I know it's going to be packed. I know it's going to be great, and I know it's going to be full of uh, a lot of great energy and uh, some excellent, excellent speakers as well. So I'm excited about that, definitely. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, I'm definitely excited. I appreciate you so much for supporting my event and just really supporting us here on Let's Chat. Now, we it's so much going on in Carrie's world, and we haven't had you on for quite a while. I want you to get us caught up in all the things that you have going on between the magazine, the radio show, the book. Let us let us know what's going on in your world. So first and foremost, uh, my second book, Idol, uh, came out. Uh, it officially um, was debuted in October of last year. We had the uh, book release party, which I also had in conjunction with a um, a Grammy nomination party for my client Julia Robertson, who has a duet single out uh, called Body Rush uh, with Norm Adams, and so we had a big party uh, in New York City at the Aloft Harlem Hotel to celebrate the release of the book as well as their uh, not a Grammy nomination. So they didn't uh, win the Grammy, unfortunately, but they uh, were on the ballot, and so we wanted to celebrate that huge accomplishment. So uh, we had all kinds of great guests, of course. Um, uh, we, I, I've got a shout-out um, from Full Force. Bow-Legged Lou came out to support Julia Robertson, who, of course, was with the 90s girl group Ex-Girlfriend, uh, who was uh, uh, ex-girlfriend was managed by uh, Forceful Records, and so he came out to support um, the inscription. Uh, inscriptions uh, family came out to support. Uh, Arthur Watts was there, and of course Tamika Kane was there, all the way from Detroit. So it was a really great turnout, um, and I was excited about the launch. Um, we had a great time, and so um, I just started the the book tour for Idol. Um, which, again, is my second book, um, in Boston last Saturday, Saturday mm-hmm. the 4th of uh, February. 
Um, that's where I was born and raised, so I thought it only right to um, to kick it off up there at the Frugal Bookstore in Roxbury, which is where I'm from, which is where New Edition's from, which is where Donna Summer uh, is also from. So we had the uh, kickoff for the book tour there. It was a great turnout. Lots of press came out. Um, so I'm excited. Idol seems to be doing well. It's getting um, five stars on Amazon. Uh, just like its predecessor, The Wanderers Game, my first book. So I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, the radio show, the Kerry's Corner radio show is doing well. We're now in London. So now we're uh, on Mondays. Oh. Uh, we're in New York. That's where we tape live, of course. On Wednesdays, we're uh, still at One West Radio in Los Angeles on the West Coast. And, um, yeah, now we're uh, starting last month. We uh, were over on London's Energy Radio which is uh, based in the U.K., in London. So we're, you know, we have a U.K. audience, and we're happy about that. And then, of course, um, I'm the senior vice president uh, of Intrigue Magazine, which is also a sponsor for your Eat and Greet. And Mm -hmm. um, we look forward to coming out and um, having a presence uh, down in Atlanta and covering the events and supporting you guys. So uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's cool. It's it's a hectic time, but it's you know in this business, if you're not uh, busy, then something's wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I want to appreciate wow. you because I will be on your show on the 27th, and then I'll also be featured in your magazine. I believe in what your April issue. So I appreciate you. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna uh, we're actually of course we're advertising it in the February March issue um, with a mm-hmm. four page ad because we love us. Some uh, we love us less chat, and um, yeah, we're gonna do an article on the event in the uh, in the in the uh, April May issue, so people uh, that are that, that are foolish enough to miss the event in Atlanta will get an opportunity to read up about it in full in our April May issue of Intrigue Magazine. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, Carrie, this is Tony. You know, I was supposed to attend the uh, release party in October, but I was sick, which I rarely ever am. Oh, so yeah. Well, a lot I, of people were, though, in October. Yeah, that was... It was a bad time yeah. here in New York. Who was kicking people's butts in the Northeast? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. We're sorry that you we missed you, but I know that you were there in spirit and you would have had a great time there. So absolutely. You know. But it sounds like you had a a, a star studded lineup that night. Yeah, it was nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, Bowlegged Lou came and he actually um, officially um, gave the uh, presented the uh, plaque the Grammy mm-hmm. nomination plaque um, to Julia Robertson and Norm Adams for their uh, Body Rush single. And then we actually debuted at that point the remix to the song. It's actually a ballad, um, mm-hmm. um, very reminiscent of like a Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell type of uh, R&B uh, old school ballad. Uh, but uh, Dee Brown, a, a producer friend of mine from Boston, actually um, did a 2017 uh, remix and we debuted it um, to the audience mm-hmm. that night, so it was a great time. And as for me, I decided I wanted to, you know, a pretty people seem to think that us authors and writers are a boring breed, so I figured I'd spice <laughs> it up. And so what I did was I had what was called the idol walkout, and I had uh, two models dressed in um, custom-made hoodies um, mm-hmm. by a uh, Brooklyn-based designer, Francie Face 
who uh, designed some great uh, idol hoodies that the girls were wearing. So they came out with these signs that they were holding up with pictures of the cover of my book, sort of like, um, you know, when the girls come out during a boxing ring or something like that. And then mm-hmm. I came out afterwards <laughs> with uh, one of the most beautiful models in the city of New York, um, and she was actually <sighs> leading me out with a, uh, a dog chain and whipping me. Oh. So we gave. Oh my God! I missed this. <laughs> we gave them something to look at. My whole, I, my whole pers, um, perspective uh, was, you know, when I decided to do the walkout was, I wanted people to see that we authors, and I know you ladies can relate. We have a interesting side to us too. We're not just all about books and boredom. So uh-huh. you have the whips and the whole seductive song playing in the background and the. People were interested in uh, what was going on, and needless to say, many books were sold that night. So it was a uh, cool, that, cool thing. That's yeah. that wow factor, Carrie, you had yeah. going on. But tell our listening audience, as well as me and Alicia, what, 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 what's Idol all about? Give us a rundown. Okay, so Idol is uh, fictitious. You know, I'm, I'm into my fiction. Um, it's a fiction. Uh, it's a book about a uh, celebrity. It's fictitious you know, made-up celebrity. Her name is Renee Starr. Renee Starr would be like a Beyonce times, you know, 500. You know, she's beautiful, she's successful, she's wealthy, and she's from um, North Philadelphia, the rough streets of North Philly. So um, Renee Starr, she's about to embark on her biggest promotional tour for her, her latest album, and she has a autograph signing session at a record store in her her hometown of Philadelphia. Well, one of her biggest fans, who happens to also be the president of the Philadelphia chapter of her fan club, uh, attends the autograph signing session to meet her, the meet and greet, I guess you should call it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, he falls in love with her, needless to say. And uh, they they find out they're both from the same high school, Gratz High School up in North Philadelphia, and they develop this bond. Well, it's kind of a one-sided bond because young Damien, who's on his way to Temple University, um, is now uh, totally smitten by his, you know, favorite artist. Meanwhile, his favorite artist, Renee Starr, is in a a tumultuous relationship with her boyfriend slash manager. So Mm -hmm. she's in the relationship. She's miserable in the relationship, but she stays in the relationship because she's afraid, you know, her, her boyfriend is managing her. So, you know, mm-hmm. her career is kind of wrapped around his finger, or, or so she thinks. And so she stays mm-hmm. with him strictly for the business aspect of it, but she runs around with the, with with her uh, fan on the side. Mm-hmm. So she kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, she has a show in Chicago or L.A. She'll send for him. You know, he's like her little boy toy booty call, and then, you know, he, she'll send him back to Philadelphia, and he starts to develop feelings for her and begins to, you know, review and assess the relationship and, and, you know, finally realizes that it's one-sided and that he's being used. So it has a very, very interesting end, um, and uh, the people seem to be liking it very much. The the, the the supporters, I don't like to use the word fans, but the supporters of, of my uh, writing seem to be liking it. And to be honest, um, I, I want to add this too. Initially, Idol was supposed to be my first book. Um, mm-hmm. The Wanderers game with its controversial topic of, you know, being about a guy 
uh, who, you know, wants to be an actor and turns into a male prostitute. You know, I wasn't really sure how that would fit with with my audience. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of nervous about putting the Wanderers game out, even though I kind of felt like, you know, it was a good story. But uh, I did, and, you know, it, it, it did well. The, you know, it spawned a Broadway play. It spawned, you know, uh, there's still talks of a, of a movie project um, being worked on um, based on the, the book. Uh, but Idol was supposed to be the first book, and so I kind of was excited about releasing it because mm-hmm. initially it was the book I wanted to put out first. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems to be, you know, doing quite well. And it's kind of, you know, I can be honest in that with you guys, you know, I'm I'm always honest on your show. I was nervous because when you have a first book out that does capture a lot of people's attention, that does seem to, you know, have a success uh, story, your sophomore book, you're kind of like, well, you know, you got to follow up. You don't want people to think that you're a a one-hit author. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was kind of, like, nervous about that. Like, you know, how do you... How do you uh, follow up with a book that became a Broadway, a sold-out Broadway play? You know, mm-hmm. but um, it seems to be standing on its own pretty well, and that's I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Tony once again, uh, Carrie. You kind of wet uh, our appetites as well as our listeners about the Wanderers game, your 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 debut novel that wasn't supposed to be your debut novel, but right. and it's gone to <laughs> sold out. <laughs> Broadway. Tell us just a little bit about that because that's the um, release party that I attended. Yeah, the, the um, and, you, awesome. and you had a great time, right? That was the uh, anniversary party for the book. We had two. The book, the the first book was such a powerhouse that we celebrated its anniversary twice. So mm-hmm. the party that you were at was actually its third year out, I believe. Wow. It was last year. It was his third mm-hmm. year. And as an author, I was like, all right, you know, I, I like this. I love, no, I love the support, but artistically, I'm ready to, to move on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But The Wanderers Game uh, was released in March of 2013. It's okay. a book about a kid from South Jersey um, who moves to... Reggie Watson is his name, young boy from South Jersey, Asbury Park, who moves to New York City to pursue his dreams of, you know, becoming a a famous actor. He wants to be a film actor. So he moves to South Jersey. I mean, he moves to New York City from South Jersey and um, quickly falls into the world of male prostitution. And simply because, um, you know, he's got to pay the bills. And it's not because Mm -hmm. he likes it, because he's actually, you know, when I say that he's engaging in male prostitution, it's he's prostituting himself with other males. So it's very controversial in the fact that he's not a gay guy that's prostituting himself. He's a straight guy that's prostituting himself with other guys. Uh-huh. And it's been, uh-huh. you know, it's been it's been said, oh, well, you know, if huh? he's Damien, uh, I'm sorry. Huh. 
God help me, Damien's the character from from Idol. Reggie does not like men. He is not sexually attracted to men. He is repulsed by the thought of having sex with men. He has a girlfriend. He is deeply in love with his girlfriend. He wants to spend the rest Mm -hmm. of his life with his girlfriend. However, he feels from experience that having sex with men is more profitable than with women. You have to read the book. (laughs) So some people have definitely said, oh, no, no, no. If he has sex with men, he's gay. And I get that. So, I mean, I always left it out for interpretation. But as the author, when I wrote the storyline, he's a straight guy. He doesn't, he's not stimulated or sexually turned on by males at all. So I bet it's left it's it's left up to the reader to decide whether he's gay or straight. But more importantly, um, the story isn't necessarily even about his uh, sexual preference. It's about a person who is just you know determined to make it uh, by any means necessary. And so mm-hmm. Reggie could have selected you know working at McDonald's or working as a drug dealer. He could have been any number of things that you know most people in our society um, would prefer not to do for, you know, an occupation per Mm -hmm. se. Mm -hmm. But he just chose something that's extremely taboo. And, um, (laughs) yeah. But it happens. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to write about it. And no, it wasn't my story because I get that a lot. How do you know so much about that? And no, it's it's definitely fiction. If anything, it's based on uh, people that I've uh, you know, befriended in New York City that either did it themselves one time or another or knew people that did. So mm-hmm. I kind of got the story from a third, fourth party type of situation. I never actually <laughs> ever went that route. <laughs> we just going to clarify that, right, Gary? Yes, I've had to for God knows how many years now. But, uh, you uh-huh. know, hey, Reggie was a hustler, literally. Uh, in my library to be read, and I'm gonna uh, make sure I dive in it with an open mind. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we awesome. do appreciate you for stepping into the chat room and kicking it with us, Carrie. I yes. want you to shout out all of your social media. Shout out your show when it's on. How they can listen at any events you have coming up. Okay, well, it's uh, Kerry D. Singleton, not hard to find, K-E-R-I-D Singleton, S-I-N-G-L-E-T-O-N. And that's my handle on um, on Instagram, Twitter, and that's also my Facebook um, page is under my real name, Kerry D. Singleton. I don't have any pseudonyms or anything to that effect. Um, the Kerry's Corner Radio Show airs on FLO Empire Radio, which is FLO EmpireRadio.com on Mondays Eastern Standard Time at 8 o'clock on One West Radio uh, which is OneWestRadio.com we air uh, every Wednesday at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time and finally on Fridays um, on London Energy Radio we uh, air at www.London's with an S EnergyRadio.co.uk and that's um, GMT, which is UK time, uh, Fridays at 10 o'clock p.m. And uh, don't forget to check out Intrigue Magazine, which is Intrigue, E-N-T-R-I-G-U-E, magazine.com. We will, of course, be um, giving all the goods up on uh, the um, 
the luncheon down in Atlanta on March 4th. Mm-hmm. That will be in the April-May 2017 issue. And, um, yeah, I just the, – the, I have a lot of things going on, but I'm just uh, looking forward to March 4th down in Atlanta at the Marriott. We're going to have a great time. Yes, we are. And you, have, you do have some awesome things going on. And I love how you have expanded your brand. I want to be like you when I grow up. I want to be listen to in London. <laughs> I want to be across the pond, too. Maybe across we can take the less pond. across they, the they, pond and we can talk with some tea and some crumpets to them over there. Right. And they're teaching me new words. They, it seems that every other word is mate. And I'm like, okay, yes. mate. Yeah, so I'm learning. But uh, they, they definitely have a great audience, and I think that the people in the U.K. definitely have a great appreciation um, for uh, anything American, except for Trump, of course. <laughs> I won't well, go there. they're not alone because we don't like yeah. them either. Yeah. Well, congratulations I won't go there. on all uh, your accolades, um, Kelly. Uh, we are so proud of you here. Thank on you Let's so Get. much. You, you keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Thank you, family. I love you guys so very much. And don't forget, everybody, to uh, listen in uh, to Lisa, uh, to and uh, to Tony. Every time you guys are on, I love your show so much. Let's chat. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. We love you back. And I'll, and I'll talk to you on the 27th. I will see you on the – well, no, I won't see you, but I will talk to you on the 27th on the Carrie's Corner Radio Show. I'll be tuned That's in. That's right, nice to right. see you. I'll be here. Thank you, Carrie. Okay. Thank you guys for having me. Have a great day. Okay, you too. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. I love when he comes on leash. I know. I so appreciate him. Ever since the first time he's come on our show, he's really embraced us. He's always supported us. He's added us to anything and everything he's had going on, so I appreciate him for that. I love his energy. Mm-hmm. It's always so fun. We didn't get to talk mm-hmm. about Janet Jackson this time, but that's okay. We'll do that next time. <laughs> you know how he loves him from Janet Jackson. <laughs> yes, he does. This is Les Chat. I'm Miss Felicia. You know I got my right hand, and sometimes my left, depending on what day of the week it is, the fabulous Miss Tony. <laughs> we talking that talk today with these fabulous authors, hosts, Singers, if you missed our first two interviews, no worry. Just head over to our archives at blogtalk.com and check them out, or you can catch them on iTunes as well. We're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come back with our two favorite people. Detroit's own author Tracy Boyd and H. Eugene are going to come and kick it with us in the chat room, T. Okay. <laughs> Just Yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And I and like all my books, I take you left at the very end, so they don't call me clean for nothing. So it's not going to end the way you think it is. It's a big twist. Mm-hmm. I will oh. I will tell you one thing. When you read this book, there is a, her book, there are going to be a few things that stand out in your mind, and you will never think about apple juice the same. Oh. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Hello. You know, thank you for pointing that out. You about to give mine a bad name. What you got going on in that book? See, you have, go download. I'm, and he's right. I mean, I've had messages, and they'll say, you know, I'm never drinking apple juice again. Or I can't look at apple juice the same way. So, yeah, you go download Summer's Night, and you'll see why. Wow. You know, I'm over on Amazon right now, right? <laughs> Right, I gotta figure. I gotta find out what's going on. <laughs> Absolutely. And outside okay, of the book, um, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say outside of the book. I mean, we can touch about this a little later. But he and I were working on an event together. But outside of that, you know, I'm just working on the event with um, HG, and I'm doing some more writing because I'm doing a part two to Summer's Night. So I've mm-hmm. been busy. Wow. What's going on in Mr. H. Eugene's world? Well, I um, I released uh, back in January um, a book titled Linda's Closet, and uh, this book is a is a pretty big departure from from many of the things that I've written before. It's um, it's heavy drama. I would I would title it, uh, or I would I guess I would put it in a psychodrama type genre. It's about uh-huh. uh, it's about a person who goes by the name of Linda Chambers, and uh, Linda is married. She has two small kids, and uh, she reaches a point in her life where um, things aren't going well. She reaches her breaking point, and when she reaches her breaking point, she reacts, and she tries to to do things on a permanent basis to, to end her misery, uh, however, in doing so, she uh, opens up the closet to things that uh, that many people never knew about, not even herself. So it's a mm-hmm. book of self-discovery where she finds out some things uh, that have been hidden in her for a long time and how it affects her friends and her family and some of the craziest ways. So it's uh it's drama, it's it's uh psychological warfare. Uh this book is absolutely bananas and I had um a great deal of writing and, and I will say that uh many of the events in the book are based on uh actual events. Oh. Now what's the name of the book again? Linda's Closet. Oh. Wow. Now I have to well, all right. real quick and say, if you read that book on your iPad, get a cover. You will throw that iPad somewhere. I love Linda's <laughs> Closet. Seriously, get a cover before wow. you read that book. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, we love when you guys come into the chat room because we get to have a good time with you guys. We're talking that talk today about when your paths change midlife. You know, it's just that you you 
scout one way. You think you're going one way. You're like, this is what I'm going to do. And then all of a sudden, boom, you either choose to change or you have to change. Because, you know, sometimes at times in our lives, um, God makes us change our steps. He makes us do things other than what we thought we was going to do. That's right. Can you both touch a little bit on that? You want to go first, Tracy? Um, I'll let you go first this time. Go ahead. Well, I guess um, I can tell you that as a as a parent, I have I have three kids. Um, my son is uh, he will be twenty in June. I can't believe it. And I have mm-hmm. twin fourteen year olds. And I would tell you that directionally, there are some things. There are many things that I expected to go a certain way uh, with parenting and. Um, there are so many things that happen that that sent me way left field and, and having to react that um, it put things into a, a completely different perspective. And so in, in parenting and as well as in writing, um, as a writer, you have – you kind of map out this journey of, of what you're going to do and how often you're going to do it and uh, – you have these the, the best laid plans, and sometimes life just happens, and it causes you to have to redirect yourself. Uh, so I've been learning um, how to redirect and, and, and rechannel um, a lot of my ambitions, personally and professionally. Mm, I know that's right. And with me, um well, I would say with me because I have a full, I work full time and I'm starting to write more. So when I started writing, I, I would you know just write part time because I was making resources. I love working in HR, um, and now I'm kind of redirecting myself and I'm writing a lot more. And you know, I always thought I would probably stay in HR, which I don't plan on leaving, but I'm going to tackle writing a lot more and working on my brand. Um, H.U. Jean and I, we're going to start an online book club. So I'm doing more with building the brand. And so where I didn't see that a few years ago, but the books are taking off and we're putting events together now. So, you know, things are kind of turning in the right direction, and that's my passion. So I'm following my passion a lot more than I was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Wow. You know, it take it's it's just one thing that has to um you have to have in pocket when you wanna do certain things and especially when you're pursuing your passion is time. And you guys seem to have um a lot going on. So how do you manage your time and still be able to get the things that you have to get done in, in a timely way and spend quality time with your family? Uh-huh. It's pretty hard. Um like people say, you know, you make time. Um, it's easier said than done, but, I mean, we both work full-time. We're both parents. But I have to say we're both night owls, too. I mean, sometimes, you know, I may go to bed at 1.30, wake up at 6, but I'm used to that now. So, I mean, I'm very busy. I mean, that's a given because I have two kids, 16 and 13, and they're in extracurricular activities. I'm writing. I'm working. So, I'm busy, but I just I make time because I love my job in HR, and my passion is writing, so it's just there. It's not a headache when you love it. I may be mm-hmm. tired, but I, it's not a headache. 
Yeah, and it, and this and, and you know, if I can quote one of my favorite movies, The Matrix, uh, <laughs> there's a and in part two there's a there was a phrase that in order to have time, you have to take time, uh, and and to add on that, you always take the time for those things that are that are important to you. Um, as Tracy mentioned, we both have families. We both work full time, and so family is always going to be first. So everything that we're doing is for our families, but mm-hmm. we also have this passion to write, and and that writing is is like that hobby. It's like that release. So mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's the first thing in the morning. It might be early in the morning uh, before everyone is up, where where you write a page or a page and a half, maybe two pages. Or it's late mm-hmm. at night where you're you're typing away and and getting into a groove, or it might be on on your lunch break at work when you have an opportunity to to jot down some ideas, and it never feels rushed because um, because this is something that you enjoy doing. You just want to do more of it because again you you like it so much. So um, mm-hmm. trying to find time to do it more often, uh, we're just not yet. We're not a, we're not able to bend that corner and, and do it full time the way we'd like to, but that's that's one of our ambitions. Mm-hmm. I can totally absolutely. relate to that. This is Tony. You know, I, I, I can absolutely relate to that because, you know, sometimes life, just life in general gets in the way of what you, you really want to do. I, I find myself, because I edit on the side and I also promote Felicia, and I find that when I'm commuting to work, back and forth to work, that, that's the time that I put towards that. And, like, late at night when I should be sleeping, I'm also putting it in my lunch hour, my break, when I can get a break. Sometimes Alicia inbox me, did you go to the ladies' room? Did you eat? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that I can get zero in and, and not take the time to do those needed essentials. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I, I got to I gotta hats off to you, to both of you, because you two are – I mean, my Facebook timeline is is just filled up with you two promoting. Uh, you do so much promoting for so many people. It, it's just mm-hmm. it's amazing, and I, I mean it's a it's a blessing to those, and I'm sure everyone appreciates it. But I mean, it is relentless and consistent how you two are are just doing your thing out there, and uh, you know, hats off to you to do it with that consistency. Every single day. Mm-hmm. Well, thank yeah, you. That's, we that's really amazing. appreciate that. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even yes. get to see me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, you do? Awesome. At least we know we get somewhere. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Now I want to have. I have a question for you guys because is it that you guys are working together just on the event or in books as well? That's a good question. You know. We um we had a conversation maybe maybe about three weeks ago and it's like you know what we've uh we've released uh, since we've known each other probably four books each and uh, mm-hmm. this will be our second event that's coming up and we have never done a book together so that is something <laughs> that we are toying around with uh, maybe. By the end of the year, uh, actually doing a, a book together, which uh, we kind of been 
talking about some of the uh, like the foundation of it, and it, it will be bananas. I can tell you that. Oh, that's going to be hot. That is going to be hot. Just wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, I, I know. Sex and craziness is about to go down. <laughs> oh, it's going down all the way. Great combination, Lee. <laughs> right, sex and craziness is about to go down. Everybody know the best sex you have is with crazy people. <laughs> yes, boy. Just wait. Just wait. We have something for you. Good oh, wow. why? That's awesome. Mm. Now, let's talk about this event that you guys have coming up, because both T and I will be there at your event, um, which will be in Southfield, Michigan in May. Give us a T on that. Okay, we're putting on an event. It's called All Booked Up. And what we wanted to do, because Detroit, we think we have so many talented writers in Detroit, the surrounding areas. We wanted to bring everyone together. I mean, we want to meet. We want to support each other. So we said, you know what? We had a dual book release party last year. So we said, you know what? Let's join forces again and invite other writers to join us. So we're going to have other writers there. We're going to have different vendors there. It's going to be such a great time. Great food. Have to have great food. So Mm -hmm. we're looking forward to it. And you two ladies, of course. Mm -hmm. And when is it going to be? Let our listeners know. It's going to be May 6th at the City of Southfield's um, Parks and Recreation Department, room 115 from 1 to 4. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait. We can't wait to have you. And and this is, there's, um, and Tracy will attest to this, there there aren't a lot of events uh, for for authors around uh, Detroit. I don't know if it's the same in, in other cities, but around Detroit, there just aren't many um, events where you can come out and and um, meet other authors and um, meet new fans and promote your work. So that's something that we want to do. And and there's I think there's in some circles there's this mentality that you cannot promote other people's work because it will take away from yours. That is so mm-hmm. far from the truth. Um, I think the the more you you help each other, the more you can grow together. So. That's what we're trying to do, put together something where we can all um, get together and, uh, you know, bring our fans together and, and have a really good time and, and have something maybe that we can do on a annual, semi-annual basis. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. Go ahead, Tracy. So when we start reaching out, Two different authors around the area they were so surprised and they were so happy about the event and like he just touched on we don't have a lot of events like that here in Detroit so when we start reaching out we receive such a great response so it's going to be a great event and it'd be nice to just mix and mingle with different authors you know our readers it's going to be such a great time so it's going to be a nice event everyone's mm-hmm. excited Absolutely. I know it is going to be fun. And you're right. Outside of um, the events or the book signings that go on at Hood Books, which is on the east side, um, and that's author Michelle Moore. She has the bookstore there. There aren't many events for authors and readers to be able to interact and mingle. You know, I'm doing my event. I wanted to do it in Michigan, but because it's in March, it's snowing. So I have to do it next year. It'll be there in Michigan. 
But the awesome. one thing I I looked Great. at that's missing from uh, literary events is just like that intimate time. You know, it kind of feels like a mm-hmm. um, drive-through, like just like a one-night stand. Shake your hand, grab a book, sign the book. <laughs> All right, thank you. Have a good day. And, you know, so it's not really, you're not really getting ready to interact. You're not really interacting, networking, just kind of just inhaling each other. You know, so exactly. I'm glad you guys are putting on this event because they do need more events in the Michigan, Detroit area. There's tons of authors out there that, you know, they don't come out. And then when there are events, there are people that are coming from other states that are coming yeah. into the Detroit area to sign, have book signings there and or book tours there, but just homegrown authors, we don't have many of those that are just out and about networking, shaking hands, and kissing babies. So I'm glad that you guys are putting <laughs> on this event. Thank yes, you. Yes. That's good. This is Tony. I want to say that, um, you know, in certain industries, and sometimes, you know, it, it's a little heavy in the literary industry, you rarely find uh, people that can work successfully together and uh, and have, you know, longevity doing so. What would each of you say is the strongest and the most respected trait that you each bring to the table which contributes to your success? Um, to me, in my opinion, you have to have respect and thick skin. Um, every book I write, I give it to H. Eugene to read before I even send it to my publisher. And I know he is going to give me his honest opinion. He's going to give me brutal feedback, and that's what I like. You have to have respect, and you have to be able to take criticism. Um, mm-hmm. Because I want to I wanna get better with each book. I want to push myself. So... With anything, you just have to respect. That has to be there with anything you do. And you have to have thick skin because you're not going to please everybody. You have to believe in yourself and have thick skin. So Mm -hmm. as long as you know you're not going to please everybody, you'll be okay. But I just want to get better with each book and push myself out of the box. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thick skin, definitely. For me, me it's going to be uh, integrity. You know, that's that's one of the things that, uh, you know, unfortunately you probably have heard many stories about things happening in this industry, just like others, but um, how there's there's no trustworthiness and people are, are, are kind of um, out for themselves and they do things that are, you know, unscrupulous. And, uh, you know, for me, the, the things that we're doing um, – whether it's for each other or for someone else, you can always count on the fact that this is something that we are, we're behind you 100% and mm-hmm. you never have to worry about, um, about us doing something that's going to, to test, you know, our integrity or respect or, or, or any of those things, because this is, this is something that we enjoy and, we realize that there are others that have the exact same passion. And the only thing that we're trying to do is, is to, to help heighten it because it's something that we can, we feel that we can do together collectively. So that's, that's our only ambition. And, um, and we're going to do it with, with honesty. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't mess with that. When it, you know, you, you, you just have to put your best foot forward and hope that, um, 
and pray that your readers, they see that because, you know, we, Lisa and I are readers first and foremost, and we can tell when an author, an author has put their best into a book. And with that being said, how do you how do you develop your characters? I mean, do you spend a lot of time with them? How often do you, you, you just check in with them? Do you have like a board with each character's traits? How do you make us readers fall in love with those characters? And sometimes, you know, we love to hate characters as well. <laughs> You want to, you want to go hey, Eugene. Okay. Uh, well, with me, I have a notebook, and with every book, I like to list all of my characters, um, describe them, um, if they have a job, um, their personalities, and I like for my characters to be very realistic. I love for my readers to always walk away feeling like, wow, I know her, or I know somebody like him. So I have a notebook, and I just, I just write all my characters out for every book and you know that's that's what I do and it works so mm-hmm. especially when there's a part multiple parts of a book like book one two and three because we we can tell you that in book two he didn't look like that or she didn't look like that or you know we, right. we can go back <laughs> right it's, it's those it's those details you know for mm-hmm. for me one of one of the things that I've that I started using as far as a tool um, about a year ago was Scrivener. And with, um, with Linda's closet, I completely wrote that book and, and using a Scrivener software. And what I like about it is I actually created character profiles for every single person in the book. So it wasn't just, it wasn't just, this is Linda Chambers and, you know, she's, she's this old as, as Linda Chambers. Here is where she works. Here's her family situation. Here's some here's some things that she does really well. Here's some things that she struggles with. Here's mm-hmm. some internal struggles. I'm putting all those things together so that this is a real person. And every single character in the book went through that exact um, went through the exact same thing. So um, mm-hmm. when you read the book. And the feedback that I've gotten, and I've gotten some, I've gotten really good reviews on it. That you really feel like you know these people, and uh, like there's, there's one particular doctor in the book that um, that that people really like because he's genuine, and there's just something so strong and sincere about him. When when people can connect with your characters like that, um, mm-hmm. where they're thinking about them and they're they're talking about them way after the fact, I think you did your your job. That lingering effect. And with that being said, HUG, this is Tony. And Leisha, I'm going to let you jump in there because, you know, sometimes I can be on a roll. (laughs) 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 With that being said, um, HUG, was there one particular character that you really enjoyed writing about and that you just gave that little extra oomph to it? You know, I'm going to say um, for for me that character was was probably – the doctor in his book, his name is Dr. Robert Lee. And I named the doctor um, after my dad. My dad's name was, uh, first and middle name was Robert Lee. And I kind of patterned a lot of his mannerisms and everything after my dad, which I guess is kind of patterned after me too, because I'm a lot like my dad was. Uh, So 
putting this character together was like me taking my dad and um, and putting him on paper. So um, I had a really strong connection with with that character. So, um, you know, reading his parts is, is like visualizing my dad sitting there having mm. these conversations. Wow. Now that's pretty that's deep. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I have to mention there's one there's one character that has a small part in this book, but uh, for some reason he uh, a lot of people like him, and I would just say um, he has a pet turtle. That's all I will say. <laughs> he has a pet turtle. Yes. That's yeah. is he the turtle drinking the apple juice? <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm paying attention. I'm taking notes. Yeah, you you would have you would have think he had some of the apple juice. Oh no, I got yeah. I got to get Tracy's book to find out what's going on with this here apple juice because I don't know. I may not be drinking mm-hmm. apple juice. Drink it first. Don't not after. Drink it first. <laughs> right, because you won't have a taste for it after. Believe me. Oh, that's just that's just. Oh no, I gotta see what's going on. I gotta see what's going on. <laughs> okay, so we always like to, you know, we do what we do here on Let's Chat because we love for readers to be able to feel the author's passion. So we're sitting on the elevator, and I want you to. Pitch your book to me. So I want like an elevator pitch on why I should read your book. We'll start with um, Eugene. Okay, elevator pitch. Um, What would you do if you woke up one day and realized that your life was over? And you decided to end it. What would happen is what would happen when you tried to end it, you realize that your life was only just beginning, but it wasn't going in the direction that you wanted it to. That sounds like our topic today. <laughs> I know that's right. Sound like wow. midlife crisis going on in there. What's the title of that book? That's the new book? Yep, Linda's Closet. Linda's Closet, the subtitle um, is The Truth Will Drive You Crazy. Oh, I like that. you just coming up in the chat room shaking things up, H.U.G. Hey, you up here knocking stuff all off the desk with me. We want to know what Linda's doing in the closet, how she getting in the closet, is she coming out the closet? I want to know what's going on with Linda in this closet. <laughs> and Tracy, should, Boy. We be, should we be in the closet? <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tracy. <laughs> okay. Um, how would you like to go on an emotional roller coaster? What would you do if you lost everything today? Moved in with a family member. But when the door is closed, you realize that wasn't a family member at all. What would you do if you found out your whole life was a lie? You had no one to turn to, but you had a special needs sister to take care of. You couldn't leave the house, but who are you living with? 
a stranger, what would you do if you had no one to save you but yourself and your 17? Summer's night. All right, now that's another deep question. <laughs> Drop the mic. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I have a fun one. This is Tony before we leave the chat room. Um, you guys are driving down the road on the highway on a beautiful Sunday afternoon in the summertime, and you are singing your heart out. If I was to put up to your car, what song would that be that you think you can sing that that that's just you're belting out for the world to hear? <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, <laughs> you were just doing that. Okay, it, oh for me. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna be honest. It will probably be Sugar Walls by Sheena wow. Easton. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Now, now, give me, give, give us a little taste of it, Tracy. Come on. Oh, oh boy. Come on. That song is so erotic. Are you serious? My kids are up. We're on Blog Talk <laughs> Radio. Right. Oh, boy. Who not have these things, Sugar Walls, on the radio? Okay. See, now you're making me forget the words because I can't stop laughing. <laughs> But okay, that's okay, what I be thinking though. Okay, what about you, H U G? Um, probably something like uh, Jaheem, just in case. Now, I love just you, Jaheem. Just in case I'll make it home tonight. Ooh, now, give us a little taste, Mr. H U G. Yeah, you, you, you don't want to hear me sing it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't judge what, here. We don't judge. <laughs> what what I think I could do versus what comes out of my mouth, it'll be quiet after I finish, and see y'all will be that's wrapping the, up. All right. It's been nice having that's y'all. That's the fun of it. That's the fun of it. Because <laughs> I know I can't sing a lick, but don't, you know, can't nobody tell me that. See, <laughs> <laughs> you hilarious. Oh, man. But well, but uh, so but much. I but I also I also might you know mix it up and uh, I'm old school too so it might be some some Manhattan some Commodores I might be easy like Sunday morning you know I I, I mix it up uh, easy like Sunday morning come on I'll sing it with you we have a duet going come on I'll let you lead <laughs> uh, let's see okay uh, I know it sounds funny but I just can't stand the pain. Well, I'm leaving you tomorrow. Seems to me you're not helping me out. Right. I'm all I care. You, you see a big me. soul and I borrow. Yeah. Ooh, that's why I'm easy. That's it. That's it. I'm dancing in the background. I'm your background dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, God. That was so funny. <laughs> Thank you for joining me in my madness. <laughs> but Chase, I'm going to get you next time. You didn't get off the hook now. I got I got my song written down. It's called Sugar Walls. So I'm going to make Ooh, it Sugar Walls. Next time, you, next time you come in the mm. chat room, girl. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Make, make her sing it. Please make her sing it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. He don't put me on the spot. <laughs> Oh, man, thank you so much for joining us. We really had a great time. Every time you guys come in the chat room, we enjoy you guys. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> thank a, it's you. our pleasure. Yes. 
Absolutely. We can't wait to meet you too. Yeah. I know. I'm excited. Same here. Wow. Well, make sure you shout out your social media sites and all your social media and anything you may have coming up so our listeners, as well as ourselves, can follow and support. Thank you. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I'm as Tracy the Writer, and that's Tracy with two E's, T-R-A-C-E-E. Um, Facebook, Tracy the Writer or Tracy Boyd, that's B-O-Y-D. Um, again, we have a book event we call it All Booked Up. It's on May 6th in Southfield, Michigan. I'm also working on a second part, The Summer's Night, which will be out next month. And we are going to have an online book club coming up as well. So that's me. Awesome. Uh, my handles are uh, H. Eugene Wrights, W-R-I-T-E-S. It's the same handle on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. And I also have a website. It is www.inkthriller.com. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as uh, next projects, I have um, completed my first short story that will be released uh, sometime uh, sometime in uh, late March. I'll be doing an actual title and cover reveal um, sometime uh, this month. And uh, the next, the next uh, complete novel that, that will be coming out sometime in uh, early fall, um, I'll just say that uh, my research has, for this book, um, I am reading the Quran in its entirety. And uh, the, uh, this, this book is going, to be, uh, is going to push the edge once again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and and I will mention uh, with with the event to uh, we'll probably have it posted uh, sometime next week. We're going to have a Facebook page um, mm-hmm. for all booked up for um, all of the all of the authors that are going to be there and all of the fans and readers. So we'll have our Facebook page up sometime soon, and we'll make sure we let you both know because you'll be invited to it. Awesome! Looking forward to it. <laughs> We appreciate you guys for coming to kick it with us today. Thank you for everyone that stopped in, that tuned in, that just got and supported us today on this chat. We appreciate you all. We will see you guys again tomorrow night. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Ladies. Thank you. Enjoy your evening, guys. You, you too. Well. Take care. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Why you keep calling my phone cause you won't get an answer I wish you would leave me alone cause I swear I'm just past you You can spend your time with the other girls, I ain't worried about it In the night
part of the place I'm done I'm done No more crying No more sitting around for you You can't tell me nothing I know how I held this thing down for you You should have been a man about it And told the truth now you're talking about you wanna do right You could bust for you This is the way I feel You can't nothing change it The way I feel Don't try to explain it No, no, you really don't care If you did, then you would've been there This one Try to call you and all I'm hearing is dial tones That lets me know that you're starting to slip away from me I'm losing myself, can somebody please pray for me? Cause we've been here over and over That was from season to season But I can't blame you, cause I gave you the reason I know sometimes I may 